Well, good morning. My name is Tim McClear. I'm one of the elders here. Uh, Emily apparently just set the bar really high for me. And she reminded all of you that there's fun stuff after this. So if I go long, you're going to all get upset with me. But uh, we'll try and keep moving along so we can enjoy the fun fest afterwards. Um, but this week concludes our four-week series uh, entitled, Can I Get a Witness? Uh, each one of the elders um, has had an opportunity to share a bit of their story and the stories of the people that they're in community with. You know, so we've heard a lot about the importance of community, uh, refrigerator rights, um, buffalo friends, always fun, uh, even smirkles, hashtag smirkles. So small, small circles was the idea. Um, and clearly uh, we need to get Ross back up here preaching because he's having problems with, with speaking. But, um, and, and I think the elders who are not used to being up here, we're looking forward to having him back up there. But we're excited, I'm excited to, to share with you today. Um, and uh, so it's my turn. So uh, I get to close this all out for whatever reason. Um, but I just want to share a little bit about me before uh, we get into some other things. Uh, but 43 years ago, uh, my parents returned to the States with their 16-year-old daughter, uh, my sister, after being missionaries in Austria for 13 years. They lived in Levittown, and my dad was the pastor of a church uh, not really too far from here, a couple miles away. And to their surprise, they learned that they were expecting, and of course, that would be me, and I was born the year after they came back to the U.S., so having parents that have been in ministry all of their married lives, I grew up as a preacher's kid in the church. I went to Sunday school. I learned all the Bible stories. My mom helped me to understand the gospel, that Jesus died for my sins, and I could be forgiven of them if I believed in him. So at the ripe age of five, I prayed with my mom and uh, accepted Jesus into my heart. You know, and so I understood the, the gospel. I, I had it up here, uh, but I didn't fully grasp the gospel in my heart. You know, didn't really uh, own it for myself. I knew that I was forgiven on one hand, but I was always striving to be good, to measure up. And I think part of that was I was a preacher's kid. You know, they're expected to be the good kid in church. You know, we're, we're kind of setting the example, you know. Um, and so living up to those kind of uh, unwritten, unsaid expectations, um, my parents certainly didn't have that set on me, but, but that was there. And not fully grasping the, you know, just everything that the gospel represented. You know, and I, I had some rebellious stages. Uh, my mom will say that they were awful. Um, probably for me, they weren't that bad. But um, even in the midst of them, I felt this deep guilt, um, you know, just from, from doing something I wasn't supposed to. Um, a couple, roll the the years, a couple uh, years, uh, and my dad left his role as a pastor. Yeah. Um, if, if you're not aware, uh, there's a lot of uh, stress that goes into being a pastor, and uh, we're really thankful that Ross had this, the opportunity to take a break this month, um, and as elders, that's, that's something that, that we're trying to be aware of and, and you know, uh, give him opportunities to take breaks. Um, so uh, we're really thankful that we can do that here, but he also had some health concerns, so um, he had to, to kind of step down from, from his role as a pastor. And, and as a result of that, we eventually ended up at this church out in Newtown, First Baptist Church in Newtown, um, which is now Grace Point. Um, through that, I continued to grow. I went out to college. I got married, um, came back to the area, had a few kids, and was continuing to go to Grace Point. Uh, over this time, I continued to wrestle with my faith, and I reached a point where I better knew that Jesus did it all and that my salvation doesn't depend on what I do. I don't have to measure up. I don't have to do all those things. I don't have to feel the weight and that burden of guilt when I do things wrong. Um, 
But it was still this head knowledge. Uh, and it wasn't something I completely owned and grasped in my heart. But through that, I became an elder at Grace Point, And soon after, um, the pastors and the elders uh, of Grace Point cast a vision to start a new church. And that church is here today as a result of that. And that's awesome. You know, and it's, it's exciting to be a part of that. You know, and somewhere along the way, um, my understanding of the gospel became more of a reality in my life. And I will say that, that Restoration Church has really solidified that for me. And uh, through the groups that I've led and that I've participated, they've played a big part in that. And so uh, that's why uh, we're, we're really hammering home the importance of relationships, of community. You know, and life is messy. People are messy. I'm me- a mess. You're a mess. We're all a mess. But God loves us. Even with our mess, and even though we continue to make a mess, continue to sin, continue to do our own thing. And I love this shirt that I'm wearing today, and that's why I wore it. Messy love, you know, because we're here to love each other in the mess, you know, and how awesome is that? And I'm excited to be part of RC, where we welcome people to bring their mess, and we love them, and we share this amazing love that God has for us. And I've seen it in so many lives. I've seen so many lives here transformed because of the love here the love of God here. You know, and uh, if you don't know anything about me, know that I'm very introverted. So being up here is a lot, uh, but I'm passionate about this. And I love to connect with people, um, mind you, on a smaller scale, much smaller scale. Um, We'll talk about that in a minute. And I like to share life with them. I like to study God's word together to encourage and help them and and naturally to eat uh, some food along the way. I mean, that's how it's meant to be, right? We're meant to be in community. So um, Acts 2.42 talks about this. It says, They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of tostada chips and to prayer. Okay? So for me, and, and that's, that, that's really in there, I'm pretty sure. Um, but for me and a few other men, one of the highlights of our week is getting together on Tuesday nights at 9 at Chili's to chat on, on chips and salsa and some appetizers, to fellowship, to dig into God's word. It's a time to take a break from the busyness of life, to connect with other men. You know, and come on, men. Admittedly, we're not really good at connecting with other men. You know, we, we kind of, you know, dance around that a little bit. But this is really an opportunity where we connect and we get to know each other on a deeper level, and we encourage each other. So um, what we do on Tuesday nights is reflected in Galatians 6.2, where it says, Carry each other's burdens, and in this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. The law of Christ simply being to love God with all of your being and to love your neighbor as yourself. And then also Hebrews 10, 24, and 25. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. But rather than me just telling you about it, I figured it would be better to invite all of you along. You know, Chili's probably doesn't quite have enough seating for all of us, so we decided to bring Chili's to you this morning. Yeah. Um, thank you. It's good to see you again, Ross. Thanks for... Yeah. yeah, how are you doing this week? Oh, awesome. Thanks. Yeah, I think there's going to be two more. Um, you know, they should be showing up uh, sometime shortly. Um, all right. Thank you. All right. Um, you know, unfortunately, I don't have enough sh- chips to share with the rest of you, but um, chili's great, good food. Um, oh, hey. 
Yeah. Good to see you, Tim. How are you, brother? Good. This is Tim Jarman. Hey, everyone. Hey. So, waiting for one. No, I'm good, Ross. Good, Ross. All right. Yeah, I'm good. So, uh, hopefully the other, uh, I think Josh is supposed to join us, too. Did you, have you heard from him? Baby duty. Baby duty, yeah. That, uh, there there he, is. he is. All right. Yeah. <laughs> This is uh, Josh Logan here. Hey, good to see you, Josh. So, you know, I invited them, of course, to come here. Um, and I think you both agree that you, you love being a part of this group. Um, and I just wanted to, to give you guys the opportunity to, to talk about what has this group meant for each of you. That's all it. Tim, Tim gets of to be course, the first. On me. So. Um, no, so, so uh, the Chili's Men's Bible Study Tuesday nights at 9 um, has literally, like, been my gateway into restoration. I mean, um, it's been phenomenal, really, because I'm, I'm, really, I'm an extroverted person, if you, nobody knows me. But, but the thing was, like, I'm, I'm not comfortable not in new sceneries, you know what I mean? So it takes a little bit. So um, when Ross invited me, he said, hey, look, we're having a Men's Bible Study at Chili's. Do you want to come? And um, I went there, and, you know, I came from a background where it was, like, you know, like, you, this is the Bible, this is what you have to know. And so I didn't, really didn't know what I was walking into, but what I understood when I got there, it was more like just men fellowshipping, you know what I mean? Talking about our families, our children, our wives, you know what I mean? Uh, the Minnesota Twins, Sixers, you know what I mean? And things like that. So it's been like um, really my gateway into restoration and, and, you know, fellowshipping more with the men. Um, and, and for me, so my wife and I started coming to restoration after we got married um, and so we kind of connected well with like Ross and with Tim and some people kind of in leadership of the church, but we didn't really connect with anybody else really well. And we tried to start like a couple different like small groups and things like that. And they didn't really ever go anywhere. And so for, for me to feel connected, like we really just kind of like, we'd been here for like two years by the time like Chile started. And like, we just like, we knew like a handful of people, but we didn't really feel like we were like plugged in anywhere. Um, and then we started the men's accountability group for marriage, which turned into our small group at Chili's now. Um, and that just really helped build deeper relationships with people that, like, we didn't get to see on a regular basis on Sundays. And that really just kind of helped us get plugged in with our house group and, and just, yeah. So it just kind of got us deeper plugged in with everything else. Yeah, awesome. Um, you know, and so you guys mentioned that we, we study the Bible together as part of that. Uh, what value do, do each of us prov- provide as someone that doesn't know theology? Uh, we might not even know the context of the passage, the cultural standards of the day when this was written. Um, what, what, is, what do you bring to a Bible study for that? <laughs> uh, don't be shy. I don't know what I bring to a Bible study. Uh, other than I derail it continually with <laughs> with humor, um, no, I, I think like the, the the best thing about our time at Chili's is no matter what background you have, whether you've read the Bible multiple times or you went to Bible school, or you literally just grew up in church or didn't grow up in church at all. Um, for me, it's great to just hear everyone else's perspective on the on the passage we're going through. Like, I can kind of. I'm kind of like a black and white person, so like once I kind of make my mind up on something, that's usually what <laughs> it is for me. Um, 
but when I get to hear other people's perspectives on what they see in the Bible and what they read from the Bible, it really helps me just kind of learn who Jesus is better. Right, and for me, I also do rally group as well. Um, sometimes we get through like one chapter, you know, not even a chapter. Like oh, come three, on, three, we never get verse. through a chapter. Right, right. But no, it's a good time. So, you know, going there, I really didn't, like I said before, my expectations for it were totally different. Um, so when I, I just bring myself, really, you know what I mean? I just want to learn more. You know, guys like Tim, Josh, and Ross, you know, are showing me like the Bible, you know what I mean, and what it, and what it has to offer. Because, like I said, I grew up in it, and it was a totally different element than what it, what I believe now as an adult. So, um, really, I just bring myself. You know what I mean? A smile from on time, you know, and that's it. Yeah, and I think the reason why we often don't get through too many verses is number one, we like to you know find out how everyone's doing and and talk about what's going on in our lives. But but then I think we also like to wrestle with you know each kind of verse as we go through and and kind of figure out what it means and and how it applies to us. So it's not a bad thing that we don't get through a chapter, you know, and we enjoy it and we look forward to you know we make jokes about it, but you know it's it's a lot of fun. We have a good time. Um, but you know, so we we eat over we we get together over chips and we we have drinks and appetizers. You know, why Chili's? Why, why do we get together there? What's the importance of that? Relevance. It's your turn. Um. So strategic. So Chili's is good because it's uh, it's like an inviting atmosphere. You know what I mean? It's it's just us getting together after a long day of work. You know what I mean? Preparing ourselves for the week. You know, going into that. You know, spiritually keeping refreshed. You know. Um. So Chili's is just like, you know, it's a good atmosphere. And plus, we're seen, you know what I mean? We're not in the corner. We're not, you know, in a closet somewhere, you know what I mean? We're out in public. You know, we've come across many encounters since I've uh, been coming to the group for about eight months now. So, um, you know, I think that's why Chili's, in my opinion. Yeah, I think um, Ross talks about it all the time, but it, it's important to live your relationship with Jesus somewhere other than church and so Chili's for us is was kind of like when we first started talking about like where should we meet for this guy's thing like we were like oh let's do it down in the basement and then Ross was like Chili's because if you don't know this Ross goes to Chili's <laughs> he maybe. loves Chili's yeah you know what I mean um the waiters know his name at Chili's. <laughs> right, right. oh you're but, with Ross's group okay you know. <laughs> um and so it, it's just a really cool opportunity to like, I don't know how many times somebody from, like, another table or even, like, a waitress will, like, or waiter, like, will ask us, what are you guys doing? Because you just got this, like, group of guys that have Bibles out and we're talking quite loudly <laughs> about, about Jesus and, and how our, our lives are being affected. So, yeah, so it's just, just a kind of cool place to, to do Jesus in a place that's not typical. Yeah, and I, I think we do it at nine as well so that... Everything else that's been going on in our day is, is hopefully over. You know, if we have young kids, they're hopefully in bed. So it makes it more accessible. Might make us a little tired in the morning at times, but half price half. Well, I don't know if they have that anymore, though. That used to be the reason. Yes. So, come on, you're supposed to know all things. Yes, we've been paying full price for a little while now. But that was, that was part of it. Yes. So, you know, as, as we mentioned, we often only get through a few verses when we meet. So, um, but I wanted to, to go through a, a short passage with, with everyone um, and just look at the first five verses of Mark 2. Uh, so if you have a Bible or a Bible app, and that's, that's what we do, a lot of us, we'll either bring a Bible or we'll just pull out our phone and, and pull it up on, on our phone, on our Bible app. Um, encourage you to, to look at this passage with us, and it'll also be up on the screen. Um, 
So Mark 2, verse 1. A few days later, when Jesus again entered Capernaum, the people heard that he had come home. They gathered in such large numbers that there was no room left, not even outside the door, and he preached the word to them. Some men came, bringing to him a paralyzed man, carried by four of them. Since they could not get him to Jesus because of the crowd, they made an opening in the roof above Jesus by digging through it and then lowered the mat the man was lying on. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralyzed man, son, your sins are forgiven. So, you know, what do we see going on here? <laughs> I'm the fall guy. No, uh, no. Um, guys usually aren't this shy. I will say that. Right, right, right. Um, just don't, just, just they're, they're doing their own thing, you know, right. we're just talking. Right. So, so for me, um, and this is what's huge, you know, what I was saying earlier is that, you know, how I view it, you know, and how I interpret it may not be the same as everyone else's, you know what I mean? And we go around and we just kind of, you know, like, yeah, add on to each other, you know what I mean? Um, so for me, you know, that verse is huge, you know what I mean? Like, you know, they were lowering a man down. Everybody wanted to see Jesus. You know, everybody wanted to see him. You know, he's, he was doing miracles left and right all over town. You know what I mean? And everybody wanted to see him. But the biggest part of it was that, you know what I mean? It wasn't even about the man getting up and walking. It was more about him, you know, uh, his sins being forgiven. You know what I mean? Because no matter what we do, when I, and I have a past. You know what I mean? No matter what I've done in my past, you know what I mean? That Jesus loves me anyway. And that, you know, my sins are forgiven Amen. once I believe in and I trust in him. You know? Um, you know? Like, this is probably one of my favorite passages. Um just just in the Bible, and really because right at the beginning of this entire thing, four dudes start breaking someone's house open. Like, it'd be like if all of a sudden you just saw the plaster coming down, and there was a dude that got lowered in. Like that, that to me is, like, crazy. Like, so many people were in a house that they couldn't get through the door, so they decided to take a paralyzed man on a mat up to a roof and break a hole in the roof to, to get their friend to Jesus. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, so, so we see these men, and they do this, and you're like, what, what's going on here? You know, what relationship do you think these men had with this paralyzed man? Uh, if I was going to be dragging someone on a mat to see Jesus, I'm probably close to them. <laughs> so they, they probably have a good relationship to this guy. Yeah. Um, Maybe they just want to see Jesus, you know? Maybe they yeah. want to see for themselves. Um, really, because I know me. I'm like, hey, look, let's find the most craziest person see what what can happen here you know um so yeah i mean that's what i I get he may they may have known him they may have not but the thing was that they believed that they started to believe in jesus so you know they wanted to see the miracles themselves yeah and and you know we see you know as you were saying what they did for their friend they they went to extreme lengths extraordinary lengths you know like um sorry to the the homeowner of that house, you know, I mean, he's got to figure out how to patch this big hole in the roof before it rains. But, you know, they, they really had, um, this, this, you know, compassion for their friend and, and this urge to, to get him before Jesus. And, you know, that's kind of cool. Um, you know, and, and so, you know, I think from this passage, you know, I I think what, what we take out of it is, you know, do you have those kind of people in your life? You know, do we have those kind of people in our life? You know, I think that, that this Tuesday night thing, we're building that, yep. you know, and, and I think we've, we've built a relationship where, you know, when, when one of us has a big issue, we, we're willing to jump in and help, you know, and I think that's important to have, to have those people in your life that, that are willing to, to be there for you, you know. So do you have people 
that have refrigerator rights? You know, do you have people that um, you have a close enough relationship with that uh, they can just grab a drink from your fridge without asking? That you would be insulted if they, they asked if you could, they could grab something. Um, you know, who are your Buffalo friends? You know, we talked about that last week, Courtney. You know, they're there to defend you, to protect you, to help you out no matter what. You know, they see you're being attacked. They see you're down. They're running in no matter what the cost to them, you know, and they're willing to help you out. Being here on Sunday mornings is great. And, you know, I hope everyone has a blast in a few minutes with the Fun Fest outside. And it will be in a few minutes. I, I want to let you know that. Um, but you don't gain refrigerator rights. You don't gain Buffalo friends from just showing up for an hour on Sunday morning and then ducking back out again, you know? Here at Restoration, we want to be very intentional on getting everyone connected beyond just here on Sunday mornings. We want to provide a variety of communities uh, for you to be part of. I mean, just this morning you heard about MOPS. That's a great way to get connected with people. And they talked about how they're connected and, and how they've built those relationships. Uh, men's softball, that was talked about uh, by Wayne uh, when he spoke. Uh, home groups, women's uh, fellowship, recovery groups, um, but if you're like me and you're like these guys, a smirkle, hashtag smirkles, small circles uh, that we're a part of. Um, you know, life is messy, uh, but God jumped into our mess to love us, to rescue us, and he wants us to love each other in the midst of all that mess, to be in each other's corner, to be willing to go to extraordinary lengths to help each other. And deep down, I think we all want that. And the challenge we give to each one of you is to pursue God's community here at Restoration Church. Get those refrigerator rights. Find your buffalo friends. Find your smirkle. And don't do it alone. Let's pray. Amen. Lord, we thank you so much for your love for us. Love that reached down to, into our mess and picked us up. Lord, you did it all for us. You saved us. You paid the penalty for all the mess, all the sin that we've done. And we thank you for that. Lord, may we love others uh, with the love you've shown us. I pray for um, everyone here that they would seek out community, that they would have those Buffalo friends, that they would have those refrigerator rights, that they would get uh, to know people on such a level that uh, they are there for each other. Lord, I thank you for the, the people that I have in my life. Uh, and I pray that, that everyone else can experience that and really know that. And I thank you that here at Restoration, uh, there's an opportunity for that. And I pray that people would really pursue that. Lord, I pray that you will use us in mighty ways. Lord, that we would hear more people talk about your great love for them. Lord, that they've experienced through the love that people here at Restoration have shown. Thank you for all that you've done for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.